Hi. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? So good. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. Not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes and I'm a midwife at a busy birth center. I'm Meredith Rao. I'm also a midwife and have a home birth practice. And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and a birth assistant for out-of-hospital midwives. Yeah, you are. So what are we talking about today, guys? Well, I tell you if I could say the word correctly. <laughs> yeah, that's been a struggle. <laughs> we believe the word is smorgasbord. 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 Something like that. We just we realize that we get these emails and these awesome notes and little messages, and Facebook we don't ever. Messages. Yeah, we don't ever share them. So we thought today we would just do a little, little buffet of yeah. information. Say, a plethora of we, stories. A plethora. We had emails replying to some of our episodes or stuff that people missed getting in before it was time for the episode. And we want your information and your little your little notes to get out there. So that's what we're going to do today. So today it's just going to be light and airy and fun. Mm-hmm. Well, some well, of the emails. I was going to say. It'll be a lot of storytelling, but not necessarily yes. be light Some and of airy. them are neither That's light true. nor airy. <laughs> That's true. I guess I just feel light and airy today because we don't really have to do anything yeah. except for read what other people have to say. Yeah. Because sometimes feeling, we are tired of hearing ourselves talk. I'm feeling a little light and airy. I'm sipping on tequila. Yeah, you've been working on it. I got sunshine yesterday. Me mm-hmm. too. You look like you did. Too. I don't know if anyone knows this about me, but as soon as the sun comes out in the spring, I like start tanning. Yeah, like, forget not it. And we can't get her spring. to do anything inside at all. No. It is a miracle we're sitting inside right now. I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt in hopes that we were going to sunbathe today, but I don't think that's going to happen. It's been a little we bit can, However, highlight of our lives right now is Kim's getting a hot tub put in on oh the side God, of her. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. I wasn't going to say No that. one else is invited. I'm embarrassed to say Invitation that. Invitation only. I sound so, it sounds so like. Country. Pompous. Country <laughs> charm. Smorgasbord. You know who's not going to feel pompous when she's sitting in it? Me. Well, Me first off, I got it on super, super sale. There's probably a hole in the bottom. And then also, remember that week that Jen had the flu? Yeah. And it was like the yes. busiest week I had ever had. Oh, I yeah. wasn't was supposed to. Well, I wasn't supposed to make any money that week, and I did. So I took it and I found a hot tub on Super Clearance, and I fucking bought it. Yeah, you did. took it like a champ. I yeah, took it did. like and a you champ. You ran with it. I ran all the way to my. <laughs> and we are the patio. benefactors of that taking like a champ. <laughs> yes. You're we welcome. Be. We can't say that about your children, but we will say that about your hot tub. And we yeah. will be uh, taping an episode from the hot tub at some yeah, point. Yeah, there'll be a lot of gurgling and bubbling in the background, which could be farting. <laughs> nope. It's most likely the hot tub. Nope. me. Um, so talking about warmer weather coming, Kim is also in her spring OCD phase. Mm-hmm. Which has been really, Only in the spring. Which has been really fun for all of us. She almost didn't let us come over because she had to paint her bathroom. The it's, same color it already is. It, it is not the same color. <laughs> It's clearly a sandstone as opposed to a solstice gray, <laughs> which it previously oh, was. You're getting rid of solstice gray. It's all around the house. It's what I, I we spent three hundred dollars oh. on enough paint oh. for the house when we when we uh, redid it. So, all right, don't make fun of my OCD. It's what gets me through life. I love making fun of your OCD. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I told them today, since I didn't look up any of these emails or letters, that they were going to have to direct me. And clearly, gotcha. we're not doing that. No, so. we're on it. We're so on it. So why don't you Dive take in like the reins? Well, you can sit back out. and look pretty, Jess. We got this. Listen, here's what I'm doing right now. I'm preoccupied because Brother K 
um, posted on Facebook asking for pictures that he could use for intactivist memes. Uh-huh. And I have that one of Brock wearing a sombrero that looks like he just took a shot of tequila. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. looking for it right now. So maybe right, Meredith. I'll dive in. Well, you know what? You I can... wanted to say before we start reading letters that, and you brought up Brother K, so it reminded me. Um, that after we release the circumcision episodes, that there is a nurse that lives in New York, and she reached out to me to talk about circumcision. And I found it really interesting because I love hearing real um, medical providers that experience it, their experiences with it. And she was telling me about the things that go on in her hospital. And I was like, this is insane. Like, yeah. they none of the doctors use any kind of anesthesia. They really don't get any kind of informed consent. A lot of times they'll just have women sign their name on a piece of paper. And they have no idea what they're signing. No, it doesn't even have any. It's not even like a printed informed consent thing. The doctor will just be like right in their handwriting like circumcision. And they sign like an envelope or something like a random piece of paper. And And the baby probably is just in the nursery. So they think that their baby is just in the nursery for a regular check, but they're actually getting circumcised. And they said that it's just she said that the culture of circumcision there is just so horrible, which is terrible for her because she is an intactivist. And and she's called me several times because she keeps getting picked on just because she'll be like, hey, do you want to research circumcision? Not even telling people not to do it. And then she got a name as being someone trying not to get people to circumcise. And she was like afraid of getting fired because of that. Wow. That's, that's horrible. Awful. So we keep, we might, I think we're going to meet her at the genital, genital, general, genital autonomy awareness week. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Up Unfortunately, DC, right? we'll all be dead from the coronavirus, but it's Why sounds, do you, this is the second episode in a row that it you have felt the need to like, bring that up. It sounds like it would be fun if we, if this pandemic weren't going to kill us all. <laughs> I know, All right? I have left to eat in my house is hand sanitizer <laughs> and toilet paper. I'm just Everything living, else has been eaten. I'm just living on a steady diet of tequila yeah, because she's just burning it all I'm just like pulling. You guys remember that movie from like the 90s called Cabin Fever? Mm-hmm. No. Where, thought, where no, everybody about. got sick from drinking the water. No. Nope. But there was one guy that went to the cabin and he had made a bet with himself that he was only going to drink beer the whole time. So he was the only one that survived. That's what, oh. they, that's what they did in the medieval ages. Yeah. We got this. I'm drinking yeah, a smoothie. I got it. I've been on a health kick. It was a really disgusting movie. You guys should go back and watch it. I don't want to watch it. I remember that. my like 10-year-old like self watching it and movie. being like, "What is happening?" Okay, let's do it. Let's do a movie day and I'll I'll get legend <laughs> since you guys suck. No interest in watching that. <laughs> and then you guys can pick I'm whatever movie. Mulan Rouge, it's always a good choice. Yep. I'm okay. still waiting for you guys to rein me in. It's not happening. Meredith, oh, read okay, a Meredith, read something. Right, I'm gonna read a story. So let's see. Let's start with the V back thanks one because let's start with some positivity. All right. So your guys's podcast on V backs was awesome. Thank it inspired you. Inspired me whoop, whoop. to sit down and write out my experience and how my views and information changed. Now when my hubby and I look back at the end of pregnancy slash birth experience, we laugh about it. But at the time, we were younger, confused, and scared. First thing I should mention is, I live in a small town that does not allow first or fourth babies to be birthed at our hospital or VBACs. What? Also, that's not that far-fetched. It happens up in Northern Virginia, too. Like, it doesn't have to just be small towns. Do those doctors need us to come and teach them some things? Apparently. Yes. So for this pregnancy, I had to travel four hours from home into the city and stay with family. Good God. I can't even imagine. That's like, that's really committed. And I applaud that for yeah. people that are so willing to like take their own health and what they want into like 
they're willing to go to like any measure to get what they know is right. Yeah, so many people just at that point would walk away. But cheers to you for keep good job, keep on you. Keeping on. Cheers, Governor. Wow, she was only nineteen. Wow, and she was about to have her first baby. That's amazing. Yeah, at about thirty-eight point five weeks in, I was having some serious back pain, or what I thought was just back pain. The pain got worse and was throbbing mostly in my tailbone. So after a few days of severe pain, I finally went to emerge which I'm assuming means emergency room. Emergency room. And they told me to take Tylenol and sleep it off and that it was normal in pregnancy. Wow. Good work, guys. I never recommend Actually, taking Tylenol. Actually, this just happened to one of our moms. Yeah. You're going to say undiagnosed kidney stone. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Keep going. Well, if not, I'd be shocked, too, because we had the same thing happen with one of our clients. Um, the pain got worse by the day, and then we went back to eMERGE again, only for them to tell us to leave again and that it was normal. It got really bad. All capitals, exclamation point, exclamation point. Kidney stones hurt. Yeah. Or broken tailbones or whatever the heck is It might on. not be a kidney stone. We I might know. be mixing these stories up. So then we went, let's find out. <laughs> so then we went again and I demanded they look at my lower back and to the doctor's surprise, I had an abscess. That's right. I remember now. Even more yes. easily diagnosable than a kidney yes. stone. Oh my gosh. The size of a goddamn apple. Oh, right beside my tailbone. So they never even once looked at her. Unbelievable. Well, this is why they surprising. This is why they can't have first or fourth babies. They forget to look for those two. If they can't wave an ultrasound wand over, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. So you can probably guess they drained it. My poor husband. And if anybody has ever ever watched that Dr. Pimple Popper show, that is a thing. Oh, I love it. When I was a nurse at. I'm gonna nope. Yep. Did it when I was a nurse at www.sh.com.org. Just zip it. Close your ears. I'm gonna close my ears. Hold on. Close your ears. When I was at when I was a nurse at a doctor's office, that was part of my job was to help surgically remove those huge cysts. I still can smell them. Oh my gosh, it was the best. I loved it so much. Are we done? Yeah. Okay. You're not gonna like the. Well, this part's pretty great. It's okay. My poor husband had to change my packing. He proceeded to crack as many jokes crack. <laughs> as he could think of for the next week and he called it my <laughs> what do you call it? my butt pocket <laughs> <laughs> in parentheses laughing about it right now probably wasn't laughing about it back then but yeah enough time has passed uh finally that was all over and i started having mild but regular contractions at 39 and 6 which is Always what happens. You finally get whatever's going on treated and taken care of. And then voila, you go into labor. labor now. Yeah. Went to get checked only to find out I was 1.5 centimeters for 20 hours and then two centimeters for another 15 hours. That sounds awful. Yeah. That sucks. Especially when you're having regular contractions. Awful. Sounds like it sounds more like heavy prodromal labor than real labor. For sure. Which prodromal labor is no joke, man. No. Got admitted to the hospital and put on an oxytocin drip to try and see some progress. Failure to progress with my baby's heart rate dropping. After 42 hours altogether of contracting, I was scheduled in for an emergency C-section. Got in the room and getting prepped for surgery only to discover the epidural isn't working and I'm not numbing and I had to be put out. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. This just keeps getting worse. I know. I do remember reading and emailing her actually. Yeah. So remember we said this isn't going to be light and airy? <laughs> yeah. There's um, nothing light and airy about this. No. Then we had a beautiful baby girl who is now going to be a big sister soon. 
I'm about 20 weeks in with my second and I've switched healthcare providers because my doctor wanted to refer me for another C-section to the OB that did my first one with my daughter. So I'm now seeing our local midwife. Whoop, whoop. Dang it. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> and we so are going to a while. <laughs> and we are going to give a VBAC our best shot. Your podcast about VBACs really gave me the balls or the ovaries. The yes, ovaries, baby. To stand for what I want and gave me so much info I didn't have before. So thanks to you guys, I found my ball slash ovaries <laughs> and feel like a weight has been lifted. Yay. Yeah. We love Go that. You. And you need to let us know. We're going to let you know that we put this on our podcast, but we need you to let us know how um, it goes, how it turned out. Yeah. Please. If you need other info, feel yes. free to message. Yeah. That's what, that's what triggered that episode was, I'm sorry, Kim hates the word trigger. That's what motivated the episode was a friend of mine. I like it. Wanting to have a V back and not feeling well supported by her local providers. Yeah. And now she's going to see a midwife. So thanks for covering your mouth. Um, you just gave us the coronavirus. Yeah, thanks. It's all over. You keep that mic. That's well, now you can now. eat my toilet paper and hand sanitizer with me. <laughs> I believe it's in a burrito form. We're going to eat it? No. I was just being, that's all I have left. We've eaten all the food that we prepared for. So all we have left is Remind the hand sanitizer. Remind me never to come here for the zombie apocalypse because you don't have enough food. I have nothing. I have stuff. We have a hot tub. I have a hot tub and. We can and- just, just corner ourselves in the hot tub and stab zombies in the face as they try to get us. And that I have stuff for amazing. a smoothie. We'll, we can do smoothies in the we'll hot tub. We'll be hungry, but we'll be warm. Yes. That sounds I can't. glorious. If I gotta go down, it's gonna be with you guys in a hot tub. I mean, there's no other that way. That sounds unless the electricity, <laughs> <laughs> unless the electricity goes out, and then it'll be a cold tub. No. <laughs> that would suck. That would no, then I would just beat myself to the zombie. <laughs> but anyways, thanks so much for that story and for your words of encouragement. Um, that's part of the reason why we started this was to be able to like access, yeah. help people access information in a fun, safe way. So, yeah. so I just want to say like, we love getting everybody's emails, whether we're trying to do a like weekly birth story of the week, but if there's ever anything that you guys like want to hear from us or like feedback on episodes, or you want to share your birth story for a podcast, like just email it to us or message us on Facebook or Instagram, like any and all the things we love it. We love hearing from people. All and, the things. And we do have time limits on our episodes. So just because your story might not get in on an episode, it doesn't mean that it's any less important than the others. It just means that we literally can't talk for three hours on every episode because no one would listen. Yeah. So we will always do these but we do, Borg episodes. We archive it. Yeah, we archive it for later. Mm-hmm. You got, so she found the picture of Brock wearing I'm the so hat. sorry. It's, it's really, funny. I forgot. And he looks like a little, looks like a little rake thing in that We one. need to remember to share that on our our instagram feed when this episode comes out but we yeah. have so many things that we send need to that post right send now. that over to brother k he's gonna i'm gonna love do it, it. I know he's gonna love it it's like which you did can you please put that as the tag for it um all right, does anybody, do you guys out. want to read another story or do you want me to do it? Yes. I can read a story. Okay, you go ahead. I'll be. Just tell me. The you mom tell me to So the this is a story shaming. from our mom shaming Listen, episode that I, we didn't get to share. I love mom shaming stories. Please, can we just, can we do a whole other episode with just mom shaming stories? I love when moms write in to talk about the stupid things mm-hmm. that their mothers have said or their aunts or their friends. Or, or strangers. Just, or strangers. <laughs> and it's like. 
what? I keep hearing these stories. People text me this shit all the time. But then everybody has an opinion. Yes. Write it in. You guys write it in so we can read it. It's so ridiculous. All right. So this is a um, anonymous email about the mom shaming episode. Um, So she said she just wanted to vent. Um, Before I had my first child, he's now almost three. A certain family member basically harassed me about breastfeeding, making sure I was going to breastfeed my child, like attacked me about it as if she was going to lecture me had I said no. Well, I did nurse him for just over two years and stopped when I got pregnant with my second. Well done. Now, anytime nursing is brought up, which is semi-regularly because we all have had more babies, I get snide, almost disgusted comments from her about how long he breastfed and how her baby will be cut off at a year as was her last. Apparently, she has a magic formula for what is the appropriate amount of breastfeeding. You have to breastfeed, but not longer. <laughs> longer or shorter. Than a year. It's a very specific than the amount off. of time. Because oh, uh, then what? Then it automatically just suddenly transforms into like weird. All of a sudden, and it's disgusting, and, and you're sexually traumatizing sexual, yeah. your baby. I can't. Tell I, me, used to I would let love my, to see that research. My kids used to pick out my lingerie. That's how long I nursed. They'd be like, could you wear that black bra today? <laughs> the one where I now, can... it was a little weird you the called one where it lingerie I can... and not a bra. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, honey, I love you. I've seen your bras and that's not lingerie. <laughs> I got a little triggered by that. <laughs> I do have lingerie. I just don't Honey, last wear time it. we went to get lingerie, you hadn't worn lingerie for like five years. This is a true story. I don't story. think I've ever worn lingerie before, ever. <laughs> it's just, it's sports bras and, and cotton underwear to to ward off the yeast. My lingerie. Yes, but that's not lingerie. My, la- my lingerie. No, I do have some. My lingerie is nudity. Yes. <laughs> How often do we have sex, guys? I save my lingerie for the person that I actually have sex with. I'm not gonna walk oh, across. The person, the person do you wear lingerie? Doesn't yeah, you wear lingerie. girl. Look yes. at you go after this many years seconds. of marriage. Twenty years of marriage. Yes, you have to wear lingerie. Oh, that's a whole lot of work. You know what? I've always kept like two random pieces of lingerie in my drawer that I've never <gasps> ever worn. Can we go shopping together? All three of us will get something hot and spicy. I already have too many things. That sounds. Don't that sounds I, horrible. That sounds awesome. How about you buy last stuff time I, okay, and then hold on, hold it to on. me in The a last year. time I went bra shopping with you that was, was a, a nightmare. That was an incident. We could do it again. It would be much well, better. The, what, I have to clarify. The first time was the best because <laughs> that's like a whole story. I wish we could post that photo. But the second time was a nightmare when we ran around the mall for three hours trying to find you specific Bras? That was for a wedding. It was awful. That was, that was horrible. the worst day of my life. That's because they claim that those little sticky band-aids will hold up giant tits. Have and you it seen just... that post about oh my the woman? Nikki so put funny. it. Yes. We Nikki. have to repost that. Nikki put it on my page. It's horrible. I have to say for anybody true. looking for any kind of like backless, strapless, pedal, bra, whatever, go to Walmart. That's where I ended up. I was shocked. Going. We went right on the mall for three hours. It was horrible. And then I went to Walmart the next day and there was the huge, massive selection. So please just nice. go to Walmart for oh. your bra anti-bra on me so if you guys are done effing around i'm gonna finish this email okay oh sorry this is why we need more structure <laughs> sorry <laughs> so she, okay so she continues to say i'm not sure i could please this woman if i tried that's the thing about people that are bossing you around just to make themselves feel good yeah. you can't please them no. because no. ultimately they're, they're not happy with themselves they're clearly carrying around some kind of baggage that they're trying yeah. to unload on everybody else exactly she said good thing i'm not concerned with catering to her standards of being a mom I am a happy human bottle and human pacifier when need be. Whoop Thank whoop. you for hearing out my vent. I'm heading to like your page now. Thanks for listening oh, to us thanks. vent in your vent. <laughs> yeah. About bras. 
You just well, don't know so, what we're going to... You know what? When I had my first baby, I was a lot more susceptible to what other people thought. And by t- the time the second baby came around, I yeah. was like, who gives a crap? Like, yeah. motherhood's hard enough. Just leave me alone yeah. and do what you want to do with your baby, with their fancy clothes and their hair all done. Like, I don't care. But yeah. most women don't get to get to that point. So yeah. you're just very lucky. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could survive if I cared about what other people exactly. think all the time. You can't. That nope. would be like a number Me one takeaway for any first time mom is like, don't give a fuck about other people's opinions because like Jess said, they're just carrying around their own shit. Unless there's something people. you really want information about and they're yeah. really trying to be helpful. But, but yeah, that's a dime a dozen. <laughs> yeah, it's not usually that. It's usually people just trying to get um, validation their for their own life choices. Yeah. I honestly find myself, even as like a well-informed midwife, not giving people advice when they say things because I'm like, you know, they're already getting so much advice from people. No. Like, even if it's well-informed, I just don't feel like that they need to hear it. From I go out of else. my way as a doula to not offer mm-hmm. advice unless it's asked for because I I feel like there's this perception that I feel like I should be giving advice and, or and I'm like no if you want to come to me for yeah. advice I'll give yeah. you advice like you know that we're here except the only time I will do that is if someone's like we're going out drinking I'm gonna pump and dump and I'm like girl listen or circumcision don't <laughs> pump and dump man. Carly yeah. do you remember when you and I did that when we went out for Megan's um bachelorette party and there was like so many of us and we were definitely drinking over the limit and then we were pumping and everyone was staring at us in the limo like oh my god did you dump it though um or you probably it? i don't you remember you that was like le- legit 11 years ago or something yeah that was you before white russian i knew it. I maybe it was that. before the science was out that you don't need to pump and dump yeah i don't know i have no idea okay i have two little short ones okay Can do, I do you that? i do <laughs> two little short ones <laughs> nothing on me is short this one just says i love 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 what you guys are doing wish you had been around when i was pregnant Thank you, Ashley. We oh, love thank you, too. you. Love you, too. I was around when you were pregnant. You just didn't know I was doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and then this one is from Amanda. It says, hey, I just wanted to reach out and let you three ladies know how much listening to your podcast has helped me. I'm a stay-at-home mom of 13-month-old, and recently it has felt so isolating. Your podcast has been so validating and informational. Some days it gets me through that last hour before bed. I had a traumatic emergency C-section followed by a rough postpartum. It's nice to hear other people's experiences and know that there are options in the Winchester area that I previously did not know about. I love that. I love that one. I love this one. I used to say to Chuck, like, I'm done, mom. I'm done. Like I'm done yep. being a mom yep. today, and Usually it would always when the witching hour hit. No, it, or seven p.m. It was always an hour before bedtime. Like they'd go to bed at eight, and at seven o'clock, I'd turn off. Done. I'm done, mommy. Mom, nope. Like I yeah. can't. I literally can't do this for one more minute today. Mm-hmm. And then Stay he'd be like, "Tough shit. Is. Suck it up." And I'm like, "You suck because you don't understand." No. And there. Like is how it went. Well, he does understand now that he is a stay-at-home dad. Well, yeah, the last four years have been very eye-opening for him. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids Except are older he says now. That he's done it like two in the afternoon. He's drinking by ten a.m. No judgment, though. <laughs> no I'm judgment like, you drink that beer. You do whatever you need to do, and I support you. We start drinking for our podcast. It's <laughs> really like, is ten a.m. Like getting probably. the kids on the bus was awful. And now I have now I only have eight hours to myself, and I don't know what to do with it. We're going to have to cut that out. You, yeah, we are. No, it's yeah. fine. He knows I'm joking-ish. <laughs> also, it's it's um, 
it's uh, fishing season now. It's entering. Well, he's also Ooh. not listening anymore to our podcast. No. So that's why he's going to hear it. Well, the fishing season should help. He'll have a lot of time to fish, and that makes him happy always. Yes. So I'm feeling uncomfortable with this line of conversation. Really? <laughs> Let's. Means almost okay. person in the hot tub. We get it. Moving on. Yes, that's right. You know he's gonna squeeze in tomorrow night for our girls' uh, hot tub rally and I mean, nonchalantly flex his muscles it, like I he's mean, not trying to. Here, let me that. help you with that. I'm okay with that. You can open <laughs> drinks for us with his muscles. That's yes. fine. <laughs> um, just cut all that out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we have an- another. Do you want to do a story? It's a long one. Sure. Want me to read this? This one's pretty long. I can read it. Oh. mm -hmm. So this is from our students of preceptors episode. (laughs) No, I was just intro. I was going (laughs) to intro you, but apparently I can't even do that. So there you go. There you You go, Jess. I was just confused. I'm sorry. I get confused easily. (laughs) This is. Don't. Don't take my time in my talking space. No, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page. (gasps) So going back to our preceptor episode, that was how there's a lot of like, um, there's a lot of drama in the preceptor teacher relationship. So much. We got a lot of feedback about that. Sorry. From all I just students. Scratched my nose. No midwives. We got a lot of feedback about that. Um, and we really are hoping that that episode can start making changes in that situation, although it's a, it'll be, you know, slowly, slowly, mm-hmm. incrementally, one midwife at a time. Yeah. There definitely needs to be some more accountability professionally. Yep. So she said, Working on that. I'm a phase three student who saw your post about your upcoming podcast episode. Do you guys want to explain what a phase three student is? Sure. I would if I did the pet process. Yeah, well, I'll do it then. So phase three means that you're primary. So basically, you're in charge of the flow of labor, doing their prenatal care. A lot of times that you need like to do a COC, which it means that you have to do a certain number of prenatal visits with them and their labor and birth and all of their postpartum care. So you basically have a licensed midwife overseeing you, but you're doing all the work. Correct. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, unfortunately, as you're getting into the end of your numbers, if there's even a transfer that can affect whether or not you can use that birth, which is a real shame because there's still a lot of skills utilized in transfer. But yeah. Um, you have to like for a certain number you have to catch the baby it can't be any kind of a transfer so it's a lot of responsibility or help the dads catch the baby exactly yeah Yeah. so she said i've been apprenticing in the same community for almost four years now and i'm currently the only qtpoc student in my state um queer trans trans person person of of color. color all right it's been a wild ride and has also been extremely challenging below is a tidbit of my story I'm going to really dive into the ugly. Mm. Yeah. So I'd love to remain anonymous, please. Okay. Looking back, I've now realized that really, we didn't say her name, did we? No. No, I don't think so. Looking back, I've now realized that really the abuse started in my observes. So that's when you're just observing births. You're not not doing anything but watching what's happening. There were times when things seemed off. But honestly, the excitement of becoming a midwife overrules everything at that point. Yeah, when you're in the beginning, it's like you're just so happy to be in a birth room. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. And like you really baby do. Come you, out put, of my vagina. you put the woman that you're with on a pedestal because you just are so excited to learn from them. Yeah. Um, so she said, I would happily carry the bags because I was going to catch a baby someday. I would ignore the comments about how lowly and stupid students are because I wouldn't be a student forever. And besides, this is how apprenticeship is. I would tolerate the harsh shoulder check out of the way because it was an emergency. And that's what happens in emergencies when you're the dumb, glumping student. Things would get better. Of course they didn't. 
The assist phase started, and with it came more verbal abuse, more emotional abuse, more being screamed at, and that type of power imbalance, it happens so efficiently. As a midwife, you have to put your entire heart and soul into your work, so as a student, you your entire heart and soul is being held in your preceptor's hands. Yeah, there's so much control there. This gave me, like, a mental picture about, like, have you guys ever seen, like, those pictures of, like, the, um, is it the Aztecs on the top of their pyramids when they, like, pull out a person's oh, heart and yeah. they, like, hold it up for, like, oh. all the crowds to see yeah. as they do a human sacrifice? I, really I think real. that was actually Indiana Jones. <laughs> no, it's a real thing. I know, I'm kidding, but also well, Indiana Jones. that's why it was on Indiana Jones, I it's, guess. Yes. But they weren't on top of a pyramid. No. They were just like in the in temple deep, of doom. Deep in it, yes. All right. I got it. I we're going to get an email about if, how if, we mix those two up. I have seen that. visual enough description. We've added more to it. You're welcome. I actually don't think it was the Aztec. Stop, Stop talking. <laughs> Unfortunately for some of us, our preceptors decide to squeeze. Oh, now I'm thinking about. Uh... Stop. <laughs> just keep reading. <laughs> nope. Keep going. What's the movie with Jim Carrey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, um, Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Paul the Wild. Yeah. Dude, that's like Karen's favorite And then he movie. puts it in a doggy bag. Yeah, it's so gnarly. <laughs> so that's what preceptors are doing sometimes. I was a nobody in the birthing room being told that I needed to become a somebody while being treated like a nobody. I can't explain how humiliating it is to be screamed at in front of a client that you are trying to be the... Uh, quote, primary midwife for what for while simultaneously experiencing the imposter syndrome that comes with the territory. Um, so that's like the imposter syndrome, I think, is like because you're being made to feel not worthy that you actually feel like you're not worthy of being yeah. in the role that you're in. Well, there's so much <laughs> self-doubt in the work you're doing early on because you're still learning so much. Yeah. And then to like compound that with having somebody always tell you that you're not enough. Like that's a really, really hard it's place tough to be psychological in. place. Um. My primaries broke me. I can't even count how many births I hit out and cried during or how many panic attacks I had when I saw my preceptor's name pop up on my phone. I thought to myself, I cannot do one more birth here. So many times, and yet I had found my identity in being part of this team, a part of this world. Um, it's like that, what is that syndrome called? It's like uh, oh, Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm. Yeah. It's like, I'm just, what was that face, Kim? Kim's just over all your analogies. I feel like also something <laughs> I was that you have Nikki. to acknowledge is that um, it's really hard to find preceptors too. So even if you're like in this shitty situation and you're like we support people and colleagues are like, well, just get out. If it's that bad, get out. It's Unfortunately, there's not really that many opportunities. So once you yeah. find a preceptorship, it's really, really hard to walk away from it. Yeah. And so she, she had found her identity in being part of this team, a part of this world. She said, I knew I was being abused and still couldn't fathom letting go. Being screamed at, bullied, disrespected, laughed at, told to do things one way, then reprimanded for completing the tasks as instructed, giving conflicting instructions on purpose, told I was wrong when I wasn't, confirmed by other midwives present at the time. My preceptors literally sitting with other birth attendants like doulas and photographers talking about me and how I messed something up. That was my normal. I can't even imagine that. It would be. that. Would, I can't not? imagine I would allow that. Well, no, you yeah. wouldn't. You're really good at being like, whoa, you know how to like, like we've talked about, you really love confrontation. Yeah, I love confrontation, but I understand if she obviously was stuck without another preceptor, what do you do? Yeah. It also sounds like she had a couple midwives that she was working with, which 
you can frame as a blessing because you get to see how different midwives work, but in a negative environment like this, it sounds like you end up getting stuck in a really hard place because you have different people doing different things. So you, you know, it's hard to navigate like what's the right thing to do for each person. True. True. Um, she said, there was a time when my preceptor violently smacked my hand in front of a client, a room full of my peers and the client's family members how do you manage a space when everyone in the space can clearly see you don't deserve basic human respect? I was fighting a losing battle. I lost any shred of confidence I had. I lost all of my intuition around birth and supporting birthing people. Because instead of paying attention to the birth and the birthing people, you're paying attention to what's happening around mm-hmm. other things that are happening around you. You're walking on eggshells all the time. Yeah, so you can't learn. I lost my passion for birth. That and for sucks supporting- when you have to do that. <laughs> can say that because I shot her a big smile right when she... <laughs> right when you said that <laughs> Meredith and Chuck come with their own eggshells yeah every time they make a new friend they hand them a pack and say here you go this is your limit Don't this is what you'll or we're done you'll be walking on these uh, for the entirety of our relationship <laughs> I don't walk around on eggshells anymore around Chuck good Joe I don't either <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obviously, I just look at his muscles. I don't make. Eye but that's with new. Only the last muscles. couple of years. Your house would be a mess all the time if you walked on eggshells. Right? <laughs> you would just be sweeping constantly. You already are. It's just not eggshells. <laughs> okay. It's poop now. It's poop. Yeah. Um, Keep going. So she said. I lost my passion for birth and for supporting families. I hated going to births. It was an extremely dark time in my life. I developed an arrhythmia and panic disorder. I'm still being treated for PTSD. I tried to mediate over and over again and was told that I'm supposed to be shamed during my apprenticeship because it's a rite of passage. By the time I got out, I didn't care if I was able to finish my training and become a midwife anymore. I kept going. I'm almost finished now. Those dang continuities are killer. Really, they should make transfers count. Those are important skills, too. Anyway, I reached out to all of my preceptors, past students, and learned that every single one of us, 100%, were abused during our apprenticeships in very similar ways. That was an emotional day. The cycle continues because there is no recourse for students. No one believes us, and sometimes I wonder if anyone actually cares. It seems so backwards. We invest every portion of ourselves into this work of love and compassion, yet we treat our own like dirt. How can we be warriors in the fight for birthing autonomy when we're deterring the next generation of midwives from becoming midwives? Who will care for the families and the babies then? How can we say we care so much about health disparities and training um, BIPOC midwives and then abuse BIPOC students on the path? The scars that I carry with me today are deep, and each and every clinic day, every birth, every postpartum is still a fight to put the pieces back together, but I'm doing it, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I got out. I know I'll tell my story someday, and I know that I'll become a midwife and will fiercely protect those that come after me. I know that I will not continue the cycle. Yes. Cheers. That That is what that whole episode was about. It's breaking the cycle. So I know that there's midwives that listen to our podcast that are preceptors, and we would really, I know this is like, this was a heavy letter but we would really like to hear from some of the preceptors because like Mm -hmm. we said all we've heard from are the students who are abused Mm -hmm. but we'd like to share the other side of the story of of the preceptors i mean we we shared kim's view yeah i'm sure there's a really others because i don't know kim's pretty unique i feel like i'm sure anyone out there that's a preceptor that smacked another human being has a goddamn good reason for it right so let's hear it what's your reason for smacking at another human being when you should be teaching 
I'd love to hear the reason for that. I don't think there is a good reason for that. I was going to say, I feel oh, like that well, was actually a direct challenge. I mean, yeah. maybe the <laughs> maybe the student was like pouring hot wax on the mom's vagina against her will or is something. Is this way of telling us that you wish we had smacked the hand of the lady doing your bikini wax? Oh, thank you. Yes. Is that why you brought that up? Yes. Someone should have been there to save my <laughs> labia. <laughs> so why, why would a student be pouring hot wax on somebody? I mean, well, we maybe- have to go to break, but we're going to open back up after our break. Well, unless you guys want to keep saying something. No, I just want She's I want like, to hear talking, these stories. Like I don't yeah. we haven't heard any stories giving a good reason for yeah. treating another human being like a doormat. I think yeah. the only answer you can get is that it's how you were treated. Okay, well, and I'd like I'd love to see that. So that's a challenge. If there's any preceptors out there, you let us know in. your experience cuz we will share. We really want to hear both sides of the story. Or for when, amazing preceptors, you can write in mm-hmm. about your amazing about, awesomeness. Yeah, about yeah. how you've overcome that cycle cuz that's really important for people to know that that's happening. We do yes. have some local preceptors in the Winchester area that are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you? I wasn't talking about me. I was talking about you. I don't like to talk about myself. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Kim's amazing bikini wax experience. <laughs> oh, you want me to tell that story? I'll yeah, tell it. Yeah, I do. Do the music. Oh, yeah. So the sponsor for today's episode is Linden Tree Midwifery who just happens to be us, because we just made the big announcement that the three of us, Kim, Mare, and Jess, are going into a midwifery practice together. Woohoo! So, if you are located in the northern Shenandoah Valley, and you are interested in having a home birth, because we are doing home births at this time, give us a call, and we can set up a free consult. Also, check out our website, www.lindentreemidwifery.com and check out our Facebook and Instagram and like and follow us. We will be going back to the episode now to talk about Kimberly's exciting waxing session. Welcome back from that delightful break. That was delightful. It was. I peed. For a long time. It was a really long pee. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that felt we like could, average for me. We can hear from here piece. and then it it did that thing where it paused and then it's like we could tell you like pushed and more came out yeah. heavier. I'm pretty sure I have a second mini bladder somewhere <laughs> yeah. that I have to also empty. Do so. you remember the movie with Leslie Nielsen when he wears the mic into the bathroom and he's pe- naked gun? <laughs> yes. Remember? Yes. I've never seen that. <laughs> what? I know. We're having a movie day. It has to happen. Uh, well, she never she never picks up on any of our So I Married an Axe Murder quotes no. either. Well, I did get invited to that movie night, and I couldn't make it for whatever reason. Oh, that's right. You haven't seen it yet. Um, so we promised you before the break that we were going to open back up with a little lightheartedness. <laughs> it wasn't lighthearted. For Kim, no! It, lighthearted. it was not lighthearted for Kim. I Okay, I'll tell the but, story. But, but so Kim, Kim decided to... Uh, enter into the world of uh brazilian waxes that's because mm-hmm. i was given a gift card remember uh-huh. both you and i were given a gift card from uh-huh. a beautiful birthing mama mm-hmm. yep and i was going to jamaica yep it was chuck and i's first actual trip anywhere together in 20 years thanks to mom and dave so you decided for a- to clean that stuff up i was like i'm gonna use this gift card to pull all the hair off my body because well, just off your vagina. Just your my asshole. vagina. My ass crack. <laughs> I might be very German, but my bottom half, it's quite Italian, I assure you. <laughs> so I went in 
with my <laughs> gift Germans certificate. Germans are also fairly hairy, though. I, I really like it could be either one. I imagine Germans being very stout, blonde humans. I don't know. I have no, no? experience with this. Whenever people look at my legs, like, oh, you have German. Really? Ancestry. Maybe it's the stout they're so talking about. So you're thinking about. like <laughs> Aryan blondness. I don't like that word at all. <laughs> Did you <laughs> please never associate her vagina with that word? <laughs> I can't even talk right now. I'm so uncomfortable. Well, <laughs> I mean, there is a reason why. There's so many things. We're the Nazis thought that blonde okay, so I laid. I laid were... on the table. I'm just gonna. I'm not. And we're not gonna get. I mean, you're a Jew, so you can talk I'm about that if you that. want to. I'm not Aryan. Losing my shit right now. We have to be careful. Tell your story. Not everyone has our sense of humor. So I okay. So I go. I'm not going to tell you where I went because it was a fucking horrible experience, and and it wasn't because. Anyway, I forgot that you had the gift card because I told you to go somewhere else. And I I know. I forget that's why you went. I have a story about that place too, but. Okay, so I laid on the table and I'm I'm so nervous and uncomfortable, but of course I didn't ask either one of you to go with me because I don't like anyone holding my hand for any reason you don't at all. Like people looking at your labia either. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How I just, do we know this? <laughs> I just don't want you know. I went alone because I'm alone. Feel my cervix. Don't look at my labia. Don't look at my labia. Just feel my cervix. Don't look at my giant fat vagina. It's so swollen right now. When I had to give you a pap smear, I felt like I was giving like a first time mom a pap smear. I was like we, I know you've done this before. That's why I'm such a good midwife. I understand these feelings. Anyway, I laid on the table. And by the way, I am not drinking right now. This is all just a smoothie. Mm-hmm. A smoothie still. Just like your vagina was supposed to be. <laughs> but it came out looking like a cancer victim. That's what it looked like. Like it was ha- having chemotherapy and all its hair was falling out. That's how I left. <laughs> so I lay down and she's like, no sense of humor. She doesn't talk. And I am like so nervous. And I said, so is this, is this going to be horrible or, and she said, is this your first bikini wax? And I said, yes, it is. And I was expecting like, don't worry. I'm going to take care of you. Just relax into the table and enjoy the music. And she said, this will be a doula. Well, uh, clearly. And she goes, okay, well, this is going to be horrible. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) what? And she's like, awful this is extremely painful and i was like great she obviously <laughs> sucks dick at her job so, clearly i kind of appreciate the straightforwardness though. and i'm in in my desperate like, every time i've ever done one it's been really bad i know every time is horrible every woman i've ever waxed screams i don't well, know actually, what that's about it must atten- be awful in attempt to ease the tension i was asking her a million questions you know as you, age as you do as you as i do and she's actually said her biggest um her biggest clientele was gay men waxing their testicles. Wow. So I thought, good, first of all. You think that she would get better at putting tension on them then because testicles yeah, are also stretchy. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, there's a reason this whole debacle took place. and It's not because, anyway. So then I, get your shit together, Meredith. That visual she can't handle There's stretchy balls. Stretching across the room. Stretchy balls. <laughs> Go on, Kim. Okay, so she said, I said, okay, well, 
if is anyone gonna hear me like if if I like start yelling or she goes, you can scream if you want. Totally straight Nobody face. You can, can hear you. You can scream if you want. No one can hear you in the basement. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, at that point, I should have like all, every red Ran. flag from every like true crime podcast I've ever listened to is going up. Yeah. I, run away. Nothing for you, Kim. No. Run away. And I was like, okay. So I explained to her what I want. I, I didn't want to. I wanted some hair left. So she was going to do the labia the bikini area and the important leave. parts the imp- yes so that i could sharon said if i got waxed i would feel like silky silky happiness brisking maybe after doing it for years that's she's what I like was told too. it's like it's like silk when you're walking along the beach and uh-uh. i'm like that's what i want i want silky ass cheeks it's like sonic the hedgehog is wedged <laughs> in between your legs it's awful no that's because you don't ever what? shave that's what happens when you don't shave when you're when it's going back in oh. it's, it's not worth it it's a that's nightmare. true that yeah. is true so she so she <laughs> So she starts with the bikini area and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna ha 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 and she pours it on and I was like, oh, oh this is really That's cool. nice. I am digging that all out. Like just get it all in there. That digging feels it all that out. feels so good. It was <laughs> digging it, comma, all out. <laughs> There was nothing to dig Just up. Just his face. We just need to be taking photos of her face. And this so she, so this part went okay. So she ripped the hair out and it was fucking horrible. So I'm like, ah! Ah! awful. Okay, fine. I made it through. And she's like, you're, you have no pain, no pain tolerance. You're, wait, wait, wait. you're a wuss. That is she all of a sudden have an accent? I don't remember. I don't know why I did that. Most women who do accents have accents, so I feel like I've never heard this story with an accent. I don't know why. I don't know why I did that. That's because she's having flashbacks and she's remembering details that she's previously forgotten. Yes, her trauma. And she had no like her face never changed. She never smiled or anything. So then I was like, oh, my God, it was absolutely horrific. So then she goes to do my labia. This is where it went awry. (laughs) Stretchy, stretchy labias. (laughs) So she pours it on my labia, a.k.a. the lip area. And I was like, again, lovely. The outer (laughs) labia. labia. No one waxes their inner labia because they don't grow hair. hair. hair So for those of you who don't know that. Yeah. shockingly a lot of There's people a lot of people don't know that so she pours it right over the lips and i was like so nice it's like the calm <laughs> ah, so relaxing and then she ripped <laughs> nothing, nothing happened. happened except your My, labia stretch it stretched like four feet it was like <laughs> it was like a labia accordion it was like a labia accordion <laughs> it was like lappy taffy but i was not laughing <laughs> And I was like, oh, what? And she goes, huh. <laughs> you might as well just say, oops. I went, what? Wait, huh? What? And she's like, huh. And I'm like, no, 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 huh? You're holding my labia in in, in your, your fingertips. Like, <laughs> there's no huh. And so she rips again with all of her might. And my labia went, what? <laughs> She kept going, huh. 
So let me just fast forward and tell you the end of this story is that she poured the wrong wax. Or it was too hot or something. On my junk. I think you said it was too hot. No, she goes, she goes, oh, I used the wrong, that was the wrong wax. And I was like, so now my whole badge (laughs) is like glued shut. It's like encased in wax. Hey, it'll stay young forever. <laughs> so, so, so then the next half hour of my life was this woman peeling wax from my junk. But, and, you, and you said like picking it off with your like, fingernail, right? She'd use her little two little fingers and be like, Bleak! so like two little badge hairs would come out at a time. <laughs> Wait, didn't she try to finish her as a form of torture in the military? Didn't she try to use like hair clippers? It's still happening. So she tried to like roll it like you would like like (laughs) Like regular carpet. So she's like tearing it back. I'm I'm obviously screaming. I'm like "Ah, ah," because I were your legs still during all of this? Like, were you able to keep your feet? Yeah. Or were you just like no? I was flailing like a crab on its back. (laughs) So she's like, she's, and I'm like, stop. And so she gets the clippers. These, cl- and I don't know what she's doing. Hair clippers. Hair clippers. And, and, and then I hear, <laughs> <laughs> and then it like automatically jam up the clippers. <laughs> this bitch is panicking at this she, point. And my vagina, <laughs> it's, it's going, <laughs> I'm like, stop! It was like all jammed I don't up. Consent. My my I don't poor consent. little lips are like have those red lines across it from oh, where the clipper God. was like eating into. <laughs> you were like bleeding, right? So she keeps going, and she's like ripping one tiny little square centimeter at a time off my vagina. And I was like, just fucking leave it there. I'll just leave and sit in a hot bath, and it can just stay there forever. I don't care. <laughs> she wouldn't allow it, and it was oh, like, wait, 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 just tell her what she's tell her tell them what she said when you said that about the f bomb. Remember? Oh, you don't remember? remember. I don't remember. Because you were like, just up and leave it. And she's like, I would like to ask you to please not say oh, the yes. F word in my presence. It's yes. offensive to me. Fuck you, lady. You just ripped off my Your entire. Your is offensive to me. So she was not having it. And so then I was like, I felt like a woman laying in a hospital bed where they they know what's going on is wrong but they cannot they advocate yeah. for themselves yeah. while she just re- just i had i had no nothing left like at yeah. that point oh. so then no well so, you did you had hair left. i had yeah. hair i wear it there shouldn't have been waxy hair <laughs> so um. then she's like we get through all of that and then she goes okay turn over mm-hmm. and you'd think i would have gotten up and ran and i was like all right <laughs> Why not? You were like incomplete. Torture me more. Like, fight mode. You were just like had sunk into some deep part of yourself, like I mean, a kernel of yourself hiding from reality. We have. I had come so far that the least I was going to get out of it was a smooth ass crack for the first time <laughs> I don't in my know life. Why the hell you thought that that was going to be the outcome? Though I don't know. So then I didn't. I, at this point, I didn't. I hadn't looked at anything. Like I didn't. I didn't look. I had no idea in my mind. All the pain was worth it because you're it was be like a glistening baby's bottom. Yes, like 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 shiny marble, and then. 
then she goes, okay. And I got up and it was just like, I'm you walking out of there. I can't even imagine. It, I was on fire. I like, was on fire. My vagina walking? had had evidence of chemotherapy gone wrong. Also, That's what like, it looked like. Were you, were your this labia like still sticking together? Fire. So you're still walking no, with your labia talking, like stuck together. It was so. I don't. I and don't know. I blocked it out. But much. I showed Chuck. I was like, you have to see this before <laughs> I go shave. Which, if you have to shave after a wax, somebody is doing something wrong. <laughs> she told me. She said it looks like my vagina. Vagina coughed up dirty. <laughs> so Chuck comes in like, and I think and he's, he's like ready. He's like, oh yeah. I, well, he wax. no, because I called and told him what happened, and I think I think he was gonna just keep a straight face and be like, that's not bad, but he just like <laughs> lost it. it and started laughing. <laughs> well, also she took off all the hair you didn't want her to take off as well, but she yes. left all the hair. Yes, you <laughs> it's like that story you told when it looked like your badge coughed up a hairball. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a horrible experience, and I will never, ever, ever. So, for everyone do out there again. that we've thoroughly scared into getting a Brazilian, I went and got one by someone who had really good reviews, and I videotaped my face the entire time. It was fine. So I wish Kim had been taking And it was not bad. No, I'm pretty sure Jess's only reaction was, Woo! Was that like, wasn't bad. <laughs> that was a good one. No, but after watching you, I'm like, I really am a giant nutsack. No, uh, I think you had a horrible. No, it sounds like you had a pretty brutal experience. Waxer or anesthetist or whatever they yeah, call. What them. are they called? I don't know. Torture so, um, that was funny. So we t- how are we, gonna, we took um, up the entire segue. second half with uh, Kim's uh, funny wax story, but we're gonna just leave Wait. it. Okay, so we're going to try and end on a high note with our birth story of the week. And I love this birth story because I know that a lot of us, most of the births that we do are um, considered natural births. But this is one that is not. And she was super happy about it. And so to show that we support all different kinds of births. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got their own story. Everybody in like loving her birth. We are going to share this birth story of the week. She starts with. Let's set the mood, friends. It's Thursday morning, 6 a.m. I've been laboring since Tuesday morning, but have only had painful contractions for about 24 hours at this point. Only Only. for 24 hours. I'd been chilling in my bathtub that doesn't cover my belly. What a stupid effing joke. Who wants a cold belly? Anyway, midwife arrives to our apartment and sticks her fingers, you know where, with consent, and declares, in her particular Mary Poppins way, you're six centimeters. She asked if I wanted to stay home or go to the hospital. So I want to say that this birth story happened in Canada. I was going to say, this is not... Where um, they have a kick-ass way of doing things where the midwives that work at the hospital can deliver at home or in the hospital. And you can choose when you're in labor what you want to do. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, So it is done and it is effective. Huh. What an interesting model. It really is. She said, because... We left it loosey-goosey about whether it would be a hospital or home birth. Yay, Canada and the midwives. Having full rights in hospitals. So she could deliver my baby at home or at the hospital, and we could switch around at any point during the process. I knew our hospital had rooms with birthing tubs, so decided I wanted my cold belly covered with warm water, and off we went. Yada, 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 check into the hospital, grab a sip of my husband's coffee, which I discovered to be, in fact, scotch. (laughs) Yes. Not surprising. Yes, And head to my private room, which didn't have a tub. Those rooms were full, of course. I opted for an epidural at that point, and I kid you not, Dr. McDreamy administered it. Ooh, hey, oxytocin boost. We have one of those here, too. (laughs) 
I've never seen him yet. He's still a mythical being, but... He makes me blush. I don't know which one you're talking about, I guess. Well, I'm not going to say it on here. This anesthesiologist was such a dreamboat, I do declare I would have suggested indecent behavior if the way wasn't blocked by an actual (laughs) baby's head. Yeah, that's what I thought, too, when I saw our Mr. McDreamy. I was not blocked blocked by by a baby's head. (laughs) I did check my hair and my face. All right. But I digress. Hot doctor took away my pain with a perfect epidural, and I slept for two hours. Woke up to eight centimeters and labored away for a few more hours. My L&D nurse was also a rock star. Her name was Kaylee. The three of us, me, the midwife Natalie, and the nurse Kaylee, were chatting and laughing, and apparently at some point I said to them, I'm having fun. I want everyone here to have fun. She so would say that. Those are some of my favorite bursts, though. Like when moms have been working their asses off and get an epidural, and then they finally just get to like like, hang out and talk and like it's like a birth party. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a reason for epidural sometimes. And she said, "Dad was huffing the gas and air and being ridiculous up by my head, having the time of his life." So go to Canada. In Canada, is that a thing? In Canada, they also you can do that. The gas and air. Uh, Which we need to get here as well. Can anyone just huff that whenever they feel like it? I guess they could. (laughs) Why not? Scotch into the hospital. Why not? And I'm sure he would have been ridiculous up by her head, whether or not there was gas in there, because that's just the way he is. Um, So Natalie checked me with consent and declared, "You're ten centimeters." I replied, "It's business time," and burst out laughing along with my (laughs) husband and mom and dad, who were also in the room. Did you put on your business socks? (laughs) <laughs> does she have business socks does she wear socks i have socks with her face on them i <laughs> fly to the concords yeah oh, yeah we're sorry we didn't pick it. up on that gosh darn it the nurse and midwife looked at me blankly you've never heard of business time i said and pulled out my phone to show them the flight of the concord song thank you thank you Haley. thank you a couple minutes in natalie the midwife goes honey you've got to stop laughing you're laughing your baby out she's crowning that sounds glorious and out she flipped the midwife had felt that baby had the cord around her neck one two three times but never had any d cells so they weren't worried um, so nuchal cords are super normal. Mm-hmm. A- apparently, I had a freakishly long cord. So out somersaulted By baby girl. Freakishly mean glorious. Yeah, long. right. So out somersaulted baby girl Sawyer, who was placed directly on my chest. We never did get to listen to the end of that song. Coincidentally, I ran into the nurse a few years later at a brewery, and she remembered <laughs> me, saying it was her favorite birth of all time, yes. and that she really did have fun like I wanted. Awesome. Yay. Of course, she would have the favorite birth of all time. You're well, so she's one of my favorite people of all time. She's so. so much fun. Yeah. Yay. So we're going to end this episode on a fun note of a yes. happy, happy we birth. we would totally play that song for you to close it if like, we didn't have copyright infringement issues. Just look up Flight Just of the Concords. <laughs> business I'm going to do that because I didn't know what you were talking about either. Or business time. I don't even know what it's called, but yeah. I knew what it was. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for listening to our smorgasbord. Yeah, and thanks for all the support, you guys. We love you so much. Yeah, thanks for all awesome stories Please and email us more of your stuff. And like I said, we're going to be doing more births of the week. So send us your birth stories that you would like shared. All right. So then all we have to say is thanks for the support and Cheers. cheers.